You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Shep Hyken. Welcome, Shep. It is great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. It's great to have you, Shep. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to talk to you about our your topic. And uh, first, let me let me tee that up for our viewers and our listeners because you are a widely recognized customer service and customer experience expert. You're also a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, and you're a best-selling author on customer service with eight books published. Eight books. That's not a small undertaking, Shep. And your latest book is titled, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. And that is what I want to dive into with you here on this episode today, your latest book. But first, Shep, let's begin with your introduction. How did you, tell us your story. How did you become the customer service expert? <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I didn't decide I was going to be the customer service expert just a customer service expert. But it started back when I was a kid, 12 years old. Uh, I just learned how to take care of my customers because I had a little business. It was a birthday party, magic show business. And I came home one night and my mom said to go write a thank you note. My dad said, make sure you call the parents that just hired you a week from now and thank them again and ask them how they liked the show and make sure they were happy. And he did say, get specific, ask them what tricks they liked. He said, if you do this enough times, uh, you'll start to see a pattern of what tricks people like and what tricks they don't even talk about. Get rid of anything they don't talk about and replace it with tricks they will talk about, obviously in a positive way. Now, little did I know that that was great customer service and a great experience and the voice of the customer and all of the terms that we today in business use. Number one, show appreciation. Number two, get feedback. Number three, listen to that feedback and take action on it and create a better process or a better experience. That's called process improvement. I was learning this at age 12. Didn't know what it was called, but that's what it was. And as I got uh, into doing what I do today, I realized, wow, that's exactly what I did. And that's why I believe very simply, uh, customer service and even customer experience is a lot of common sense that unfortunately is not always so common. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's an old book out there, you know, I, I don't remember the exact title, but something about everything I learned that was important I learned in kindergarten. Well, it may or may not be true, but a lot of what is, you know, rooted into a great customer experience is common sense that we learn from our parents by just doing the right thing. Yeah. What a great education at a young age. So that, that's fantastic. So, Shep, as I mentioned in the introduction, this is your eighth book. I'll be back. Let me show, bring it up here, and so I love that book, so you can see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be you. back. You know how to how to get customers to come back again and again. So again, it's your eighth book on customer service. What's new in this book? So, um, well, there's actually a chapter in the book that says nothing is new in customer service and experience, but actually, there's quite a bit that's new. But there's also something that's been around forever, and it's not going to change. And that is. 
regardless of the type of interaction that customer is having with you, it could be uh, you're making a sale or it could be truly customer support. Maybe the customer has a question. Whatever it is, the customer starts out and they need something, whether it be help, support, product, whatever. And at the end, they want to be happy with whatever happens at the end. Nothing has changed. That's the way it was at the beginning of all business. And that's the way it will be. If we could live another 100 years or 500 years, chances are we would be having this exact same discussion. But what has changed is what happens in the middle. What happened in the middle dramatically changed. Digitization and technology took over. And you can go online and buy and do business with a company and never, ever talk to a human being yet you are able to get exactly what you want, the way you want it, how you want it, and have a wonderful experience. That is until something goes wrong, and then you do need to talk to somebody. And ideally, you can seamlessly switch over to a human being. But what's happened in the middle and the methods that companies are using today to provide an experience that customers say, hey, this is great, I'll be back, that has changed. And so what's happening in the middle is really what this book is about. Well, Shep, you may not know this, but... The reason this podcast is named Digitally Irresistible is really because of the combination of digital methods of engaging and creating an experience and combining that with just irresistible people, irresistible culture, irresistible experience at the human level, right? Just kind of integrating those two. So so that's a great uh, kind of great, great segue. Well, um, I knew that. That's why I answered the way I did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to ask you this question. Chip. Okay. I have to ask you. And that is the title of the book. I'll be back. What's the connection? Is there a connection between the title? You said and it Arnold very well. And I, I, and I'm, I'm looking for my Arnold sunglasses. Uh, the way you said it with the, the, the German accent, I'll be back. So here's the thing about the title. I had no idea that it would ever reference the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger, but here's what happened about three to four paragraphs into working on my outline, I started having fun in my head. I'll be back. I'll be back. You know, And then I realized there probably needs to be a reference to this because I think it's a great tie and it's something that'll make the book a little bit more memorable, at least the title, you know, I'll be back. There's also a chapter in there about, you know, you're terminated. Why would a customer terminate the relationship with you? And there's 10 termination you know, things, you know, apathy, rudeness, couldn't, you know, I had to wait too long. You didn't even answer me. You know, those types of things that are, again, common sense. It's not always so common. There's even three terminators of why you would want to terminate your relationship with the customer. What are they doing to make you upset or make you not want to do business with them? Um, and then I, I, I could have put a, a, instead of calling it your terminated, I could have said, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist those. And I even have a chapter in there at the beginning, kind of setting everything up that you want to win what's called the Arnie. And the Arnie who made the phrase, I'll be back famous, is what you want your customers to say, I'll be back. And then, of course, they do come back. That's important is to when you look at what customers are doing versus what they said about you, they're two different things. There's a chapter in the book about measurement. And what's important and people measure how happy were you with the service? How happy are you with the product? And, you know, scale of one to 10 or one to five, uh, what's the likelihood that you'd recommend us? The net promoter score question. But really, those are history lessons and you learn a lot from history and those are real important lessons. So don't stop asking those questions. But I want you to also concentrate on what every 
executive, everybody who's in business should uh, be measuring, and that is the actual customer behavior. If they say they're going to come back, do they actually come back? And are they coming back on a cadence that would consider them to be a loyal customer versus just a once in a while repeat customer? Those are important to consider. Okay. All right. So thank you for uh, the connection there on I'll Be Back and Arnold. So that gives uh, me and our viewer and listener a little more context on that. Thank you. So Shep, I have um, the book open to chapter 15. It's really towards the, the back of the book because it's actually your last chapter before it's my, your epilogue. It's, I think it's what, it's where the rubber hits the road, and I believe that's yeah. the title of the chapter. Yeah, and so you basically, in that chapter, you outline the six steps to create an I'll be back experience. So in the remaining time that we have together on this podcast, let's talk through those six, six steps, starting with the first one, why Great. you. And I'm going to go through them very, very quickly. Uh, because obviously spend an entire chapter on it. And, and this is the type of exercise. If you write these six things down, and if you're driving, don't write and drive at the same time. But so just go back and listen to it again. But this is a process that is very powerful that will get your customers to say, I'll be back. So number one, ask the question, why you, which goes like this, you know, why would a customer do business with me instead of a competitor? It's real simple. And don't answer because we have great people or we have great service because those are too general. And, and by the way, those are also thoughts that your competition probably has as well. Right. I want you to answer with really something specific that differentiates you. By the way, if there's nothing to truly differentiate you, you're a commodity, that's dangerous because then why should someone do business with you? It's going to be price or some other reason that somebody can come along and, and take away from you. So that's number one. Number two, uh, ask yourself a similar question, but it's about your competition. By the way, you should do this in a group setting. Um, why would someone do business with them, meaning the competitor, instead of you? And you're going to get some great answers. And if you don't have any answers, you better do better intel on your competition to find out why a customer would do business with them. What if you don't now, know who all your competitors are? I mean, that may sound like a silly question, but there, that might be the case for some. Well, for some, I mean, I would hope that they do. You should take a look and you should do your market research to understand who customers go to other than you, who sells what it is that you do, how far away are they are, you know, today in this world, especially digitally being part of the title of this show, you know, digital means you could be anywhere. I mean, Amazon is worldwide, but hey, they're based up in Seattle, right? Okay. But think they're worldwide. Um, you and I both have a worldwide presence. You're based where you live. I'm based where I live, right? And yet here we are talking to people all over the world. Know who your competition is. If it's uh, if you're a local retailer, it could be people within three miles, five miles, whatever. If you're a brand like you and I, it's worldwide. So anyway, I digress. But when you understand who your competition is, that's when you start to understand opportunities on how to get business to come to you instead of them which is step three. What a perfect segue. And that is to do some two words, keep pace. That's something simple. What does keeping pace mean? Look at what answers you gave about your competition. I'm sure there's some reason that a customer chooses to do business with them and say to yourself, what is it that they are doing that I should be doing as well? By the way, if there's nothing, great, but there's probably something. And if there is something that you should be doing, I don't want you to copy it. That makes you a commodity. Okay, commodity. you read my mind. That, that's yep. okay. Very dangerous to just simply copy. 
make it your own. You know, a real simple example is one day some really smart person in a hotel said, I want to give my customers newspapers. Okay. And by the way, if you travel, it's pretty standard that you would get a newspaper, but somebody had to come up with that idea. And when they did, they probably said to the guest, hey, we have newspapers just for you. You don't need to buy one at the gift shop. So when you come down here tomorrow morning on your way to get your cup of coffee, just pick up a paper. And then the hotelier across the street said, look at what they're doing. Well, they could have copied exactly that. But then somebody said, you know what? Let's make it better. Let's drop the newspaper at their doorstep. So they just open up the door, grab it, and they don't have to come downstairs to get it. Aha, they just made it better. Then another person said, let's make it even better. Let's ask them when they check in, which newspaper do you like most? The local paper, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, whatever it is. And then uh, we'll drop whatever that paper is off at their doors. So you see how it's like a commodity war. <laughs> right, yeah. And, yeah. And, and the goal being, by the way, is to not be a commodity and just be better than that. So that's what keeping pace would do is to allow you to compare yourself to your competitor, maybe take something from them that they're doing and ideally make it your own. So okay. step four gets me most excited because this is where you go from best in your industry to best in class in general. And that is to take a look at companies outside of your industry and in a group setting, ask, hey, who do you love doing business with? Any type of company, B2B, B2C, it might be you're a manufacturer and you have a, a vendor that's got an unbelievable inside salesperson, or maybe they've got a process that you really like, or it could be uh, a restaurant that you love down the street and you just love how they recognize you every time you come in. By the way, the one company that gets mentioned more than any other company when I say, who do you love doing business with? Can you take a guess, Bernie, who that is? Uh, Amazon? Starts with an A. Starts okay, with an Apple. A. Apple. Apple is one. Apple is mentioned often. There's Apple. There's Disney. But the number one company mentioned is Amazon. And many people say, well, how do we do what Amazon does? We don't even, we don't, not, we're not an e-commerce company. Or sometimes they are. But there's lessons. Why do you like doing business with Amazon? Why do you like that restaurant? Why do you like this other company? Write down everything you like about them and then take a look at it and say, what is it that they're doing that we could be doing? Maybe not exactly the same way. Maybe it's some derivative. Maybe it's just something that made me think of something else. But the whole idea is to spark the creativity to give you ways to do business that are different than what your competitors are doing. You're now going outside of the industry, which makes you best in class, not just best in industry. Yep, yep. And love that. And then, uh, so that step five is to implement some of those ideas. And step six is to then go back and ask yourself the same question, almost the same as you started with, which is now that I've done some of this, I'm keeping pace with my competition, maybe even making it different. I've incorporated ideas even outside of my industry. Now, why would a customer want to do business with me? And hopefully you'll find some different answers than the first time you queued that question up. And that's that six-step process to get your customers so, to say. Chef, a couple I'll of observations. Uh, it seems to me that you're bookending the why you and the why you in step one and step six. And I love the psychology behind that. Start the exercise by asking your, yourself, what is your value proposition? And then end this exercise by revisiting that same question. I love that. I love the psychology behind that. Thank you. Thank you. And then I have to tell you that my favorite of, of all six, my favorite is the one about moving beyond your industry. And thinking of companies that are outside your industry that are doing a great job. And then what, what can you learn from that? I think 
many of us are guilty of staying within our industry and keeping the, that lens very narrow. And I think we can benefit greatly by broadening that lens and looking outside the industry, as you point out in step number four. Of yeah, and it's not step. difficult either. I mean, it's it just would make common sense. Take yourself through the process. Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, Shep, we have limited time. So I want to ask you what is really my favorite question. And that is when you are not busy being the customer service expert, what do you like to do for fun? Well, all you've got to do is look behind me and you see <laughs> an office here that has a couple of guitars. So I love playing guitar. You should see my home. My wall is filled with guitars. I play piano, drums. I play golf. I play tennis. But one of my favorite things to do is I play hockey and I still play uh, three to four days a week. I am on that ice playing with friends and some very young friends in their 20s and people that are you know closer to my age and even older. And we just get out there and we stay in great shape and we have a great time. Well, I knew that about you. In fact, uh, when you sent me the book, you sent me a bookmark and oh, I love this bookmark. there yeah. it is. You That's my, a, my rookie card. Yep. And your rookie <laughs> card. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, there's a story behind that, by the way. I'll hold it up again so everybody can see this because I want them to see there's a St. Louis Blues uniform. My St. Louis Blues. I love them. I've got uh, since 1967 when when they came to St. Louis. And uh, just a couple of years ago, they won the Stanley Cup finally. But I had an opportunity to play as an amateur um, on. Uh, so basically, the St. Louis Blues had an auction for an amateur to play in a charity for, you know, money goes to charity uh, in an exhibition game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And I was the lucky winner. Scariest night of my life. That's my memory is as I walked down on the ice, they actually introduced me before the national anthem. And I came out and the blues photographer took a picture of me and I asked if I had permission to use it. And they said, sure. And I turned it into this fun little rookie card that I use as a business That's card. Awesome. Or a bookmark. That's a so great story. It is. Wow. Scariest what, a night of my life. what a memory that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shep, where would you like to send or viewer or listener to connect with you and just learn more about what you've got going on with your speaking, your consulting, and of course your books. Sure. Well, you know, obviously you'll go to the amazon.com or any other bookseller should have the book. But if you want to learn about me and hang out with me, go to hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N.com. And you'll learn all about what we do, but you'll also get a lot of free content that's there. Uh, we provide uh, lots of articles every week. I write new articles. I do a cartoon every week. And I actually have a great little report called the Achieving Customer Amazement Report. You download it, no charge at all for that. And it's filled with stats and facts about the industry. We spend a lot of time, money, and effort to make this report amazing. And we're now doing it every year. Fantastic. Well, we'll be sure to link that up in our show notes page. That will be linked up at icore.com. So thank you for that. Shep, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy hockey schedule to uh, join us here today uh, on this episode to talk about your new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again and Again and Again. It's a fantastic read. And again, just thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to be back. So I'll just say it, right? I'll be back. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital Irresistible Podcast where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.